0: Welcome to the Money Hour with host Tina Mitchell and co-host Keelan Harvey. Tina Mitchell, MLO one four five four two zero, and Keelan Harvey, MLO one three three zero zero seven five, are licensed loan originators with Highlands Residential Mortgage Limited, NMLS one three four eight seven one. The views expressed by the speakers on the following program are those of the speakers and do not necessarily reflect the views of Highlands Residential Mortgage Limited, nor are they necessarily endorsed by Highlands Residential Mortgage Limited. Now, in the studio, local mortgage experts, Tina Mitchell and Keelan Harvey.
1: Welcome to the Money Hour at 1150 AM KKNW, the Saturday, September 4th show. You can also listen to our podcast, Facebook premiere show, or our show on our YouTube channel. In addition, for more information on upcoming events, please go to tinamitchellevents.com. I am your host, Tina Mitchell. And I'm
2: your co-host, Keelan Harvey
1: bringing in expert advice and inside knowledge on today's events in our local economy and how they can affect your money. If you're hearing our show at a different time or day, you are listening to a rebroadcast. We are here to answer any questions or connect you with the guests that we have on the show. Please call the show at 1-855-411-50. Again, that's 1-855-411-50 or online at themoneyhour.com. And our lineup for today's show, it's all about John Chen, of engaging virtual meetings. Today's show topic is beat Zoom fatigue. John will also be hosting the next level of virtual meeting conference on October 19th through the 23rd. It is a must attend if you host any virtual events, and I'm honored to say that I will be one of his keynote speakers sharing my story of tragedy to triumph and taking his virtual stage. You can go to engagingvirtualmeetings.com forward slash Tina so you can get the discounted price. Again, that's engagingvirtualmeetings.com forward slash Tina to make sure you get a discount. Also, if you are watching our show on our Facebook premiere or our YouTube channel, I would like to introduce our engineer over at Hubbard Radio Benny. Also, our director of marketing, Victoria we could not do it without them thank you to both you benny and victoria great information and great guests in studio for more information on any topic discussed please go call the show at 1-855-411-50 or you can go online to themoneyhour.com and now let's go ahead and start out the show as we do each week with a little bit of money chat
3: money money
1: What do you got today, Keelan?
2: Well, this is a long series. We're going on about banking, and today we're going to talk about the Fed. We hear a lot about the Fed, but uh, not many people know what the heck the Fed does. So the Fed was actually started with the federal Reserve Act, which was signed in 1913, and there's two key objectives mandated by the U.S. Congress and the Federal Reserve Act, and that's to maximum employment and price stability is the goals. These two objectives are, uh, they're frequently referred to as the Federal Reserve Dual Mandate, so that's their job, that's their purpose. In addition to its dual mandate, the Fed is mindful of activity in the stock market and long-term interest rates. Obviously, that affects money. The Fed's roles and responsibilities that have expanded, though, over time, such as Big events such as the Great Depression in the 30s and then the Great Recession in the 2000s. And there, there's absolutely no doubt that the events of 2020 is going to shape some of the future policy actions that the Feds are going to have to take. And additional roles of the Fed include supervising and regulating banks, maintaining the stability of the financial system, and providing financial services to uh, depository institutions, uh, the U.S. government, and foreign official institutions. So keeping our money in check. The Fed also conducts economic research and reports such as the beige book aka referred to as the tan book and the Federal Reserve Economy database, which is aka Fred. The Fed's monetary policies impact the lives of all of us, quite frankly, as Americans and not only the spending decisions of us as consumers, but also those of businesses. The Fed influences uh what businesses produce, how many workers they can employ, and what investments they can make in their operations. And due to this act in 1930, the Fed is uh, the Federal Reserve, it was broken into 12 districts. And the first one is in New York and they conduct all the open market operations. There's Boston, Philadelphia, Richmond, Atlanta, Chicago, Minneapolis, Kansas, Dallas, san francisco cleveland and last but not least st louis who conducts their economic research and they're the ones that create the fred uh fred f-r-e-d The Federal Open Market Committee, FOMC, monetary decisions are made by the Federal Open Market Committee and the members of the Federal Reserves Board of Governors of Washington, D.C., and the presidents of the regional Federal Reserve Banks participate in these FOMC meetings. And the meetings take place roughly every six weeks where the group discusses the uh, the nation's economic conditions and deliberates on an appropriate policy course to support our U.S. economy. And in these meetings, they consider really three, questions and number one is how is the u.s economy likely to evolve in the near and medium term Uh, Number two, what is the appropriate monetary policy settings? And then number three, how can the FOMC effectively communicate its expectations for the uh, economy and its decisions to the public? To communicate its policy actions to the public, the FOMC, I don't know why I'm struggling on that one, uh, releases written statements after every meeting and conducts periodical press conferences. So twice a year, the board of chair goes to Capitol Hill to testify before congressional committees on economic developments as well as the Fed's action to promote max maximum employment and stable prices, which brings me to the Board of Governors. The Board of Governors has seven members. These members include the chairman, the vice chairman, and the members that are appointed by the U.S. President confirmed by the Senate. Uh, A full term is 14 years. A member who serves a full term may not be reappointed, however, nothing requires uh, the governor or the, the member to serve the full term. So this can sometimes create open seats. The chairman and vice chairman of the board are named by the the president and are confirmed by the Senate. They serve a term of four years. And there's 19 members of the FOMC, seven governors and 12 district presidents. However, there may from time from time to time be open seats. And of those 19 members, 12 of those members can actually vote. Uh, Voting members are broken down as follows. The seven federal governors, uh, which include the Fed chair, always have a vote additionally the president of the new york fed is a permanent voting member because the new york fed conducts all the fed open market operations such as the buying and selling of u.s government securities in the secondary market the remaining four votes change annually on a rotating basis amongst the remaining 11 Fed District Bank presidents. One of the remaining four of those seats is always occupied by the Chicago or Cleveland Fed president, and they alternate each year. And the remaining nine presidents occupy the last three voting seats on a rotating basis of each president, uh, of each president will hold a voting seat every three years. So now that everybody's completely confused on the ridiculous amount of terms and changes, but now you know how it works. You might have to hear that back two or three times, but um, that's how our Fed works. That's how these people get to where they go and how they move in their seats. So that's gonna wrap us up for this week. And next week, we're gonna continue our journey on banking.
1: Yeah, great education, uh, Keelan, and really important information to get the understanding of the behind the scenes and how everything works. Tina Mitchell here with your money chat. Initial job claims, which measures individuals filing for unemployment benefits for the first time, were down 14,000 to 340,000 and is at a post COVID low. Continuing claims, which measures individuals who continue to receive benefits, was down 160,000 to 2.7 million, which is also a post pandemic low. Extended benefits decreased 237,000 while the pandemic unemployment assistance and emergency benefits were up by a combined 414,000 and 12.2 million individuals are still receiving benefits throughout all of their programs, which is up 178,000 from the previous report. Next week, the extra benefits are going to expire, which should cause these figures to significantly improve in the coming months. The ADP report, while still showing 374,000 job creations last month, was almost half of the expectations. The BLS report is expected to show between 700 to 750,000 job creations, but the risk appears to be to the downside. If the job growth does come in beneath expectations, it will likely be favorable for the bond market, which is favorable for mortgage interest rates. The media likes to beat the drum that home Home prices are 41% higher than they were during the last peak in 2006. And many are calling for a housing bubble due to the comparisons and the surge that we've seen in home values. But you cannot look at the housing prices and just compare a price of a home today to that of 15 years ago. People buy homes based on mortgage payments, so you can, must also look at the factor of mortgage interest rates and household income. Since 2006, the average 30-year fixed rate mortgage has fallen by over 3%. While household income has increased by 55%, dramatically lower interest rates and higher income levels mean that homes are much more affordable than they were in 2006. If you did adjust the home prices, factoring in the buying power, they would be 42% below the peak in 2006. Looking back at 2006, the housing boom was fueled by demand due to the wider access of mortgage financing. You could fog a mirror and get approved for a loan. Today's appreciation is much more different. It's due to the historical supply shortage of homes and the strong demographic demand with traditional mortgage products and tighter underwriting. For these reasons, we don't feel that there's gonna be a big burst, but rather just a slowing down of appreciation in the future, which would be healthy for our economy. The Case-Shiller Home Price Index, which is considered the gold standard for appreciation, showed home prices rose 2.2% in June and 18.6% year-over-year, which is a record high and up almost 2% from the annual price gain seen in the previous report and is a record high. The 20 city index rose 19% year-over-year, with almost all of the cities showing strong gains once again Phoenix, San Diego, and Seattle continue to report the highest annual gains. Phoenix was 29%, San Diego was 27%, and Seattle was 25% go Seattle. Renting is also rising at the feverish pace apartment list report. Rents rose 2.1% in August and 13% year to date, 13.8% year to date. This is the fastest rent growth on record and is on a 20% pace if we were to keep this up. The MBA reported that applications to purchase homes increased by 1% last week and are down 16% from the last report or last year. When factoring in the rise of cash buyers, purchase applications are really down 8% year over year. When you factor in the inventory is down 12% from last year, they are hanging in there quite well. Refinances were down 4% last week and are now up 2% on a year over year basis. The refinance share of applications has remained around 67% of total volume. Interest rates were five basis points lower than we were this time last year, so nearly we're pretty much the same. Tina Mitchell here, and that was your money chat. Coming up next in the Money Hour, John Chen of Engaging Virtual Meetings. Today's show topic is Beat Zoom Fatigue right here on 1150 AM KKNW.
4: So do you want to beat Zoom fatigue? Do you want to take your virtual meetings to the very next level? Do you want to learn how John Chen did some of these amazing Zoom techniques? Well, then all you have to do is click on engagingvirtualmeetings.com forward slash conference to register for the Engaging Virtual Meetings Conference 2.0. Coming up in October, you will experience the next level of virtual meetings featuring nine of the top virtual speakers in the world. Come learn the latest in how to take your virtual meetings to the very next level. Again, the website is engagingvirtualmeetings.com forward slash conference. For Engaging Virtual Meetings Conference
5: 2.0. Get inspired every hour right here on Alternative Talk 1150. You're listening
0: to The Money Hour with
5: your host, Tina Mitchell, and co-host
0: Keelan Harvey on Alternative Talk AM 1150. Now back to the show with local mortgage experts, Tina Mitchell and Keelan Harvey.
1: You are listening to The Money Hour at 11.50 a.m. KKNW, the Saturday, September 4th show. You can also listen to our podcast, Facebook premiere show, or our show on our YouTube channel. In addition, for more information on upcoming events, please go to tina tinamitchellevents.com. I am your host, Tina Mitchell.
2: And I'm your co-host, Keelan Harvey.
1: It is a great day to talk about money, and that is what the show is all about, how to make money, save money, so you can have a better quality of life for you and your family. If you are hearing our show at a different time or day, you are listening to a rebroadcast. We are here to answer any questions or to connect you with our guests that we have on the show. Please call the show at 1-855-411-50. Again, that's 1-855-411-50 or online at themoneyr.com. And now in studio, I am so proud to have John back in, giving him the entire show. We have John Chen of Engaging Virtual Meetings. Today's show topic is Beat Zoom Fatigue. And John will also be hosting the Next Level Virtual Meeting Conference on October 19th through the 23rd. It is a must attend if you host any virtual events i'm honored to be one of his keynote speakers sharing my story of tragedy to triumph and taking his virtual stage and yes you can save a life virtually just as you can in person john welcome back to the show
3: thank you tina and keelan how are you
1: Wonderful. You know, you were such a dynamic uh, part of our last show that we had, and that's why I wanted to bring you in and, or we did, to give you the entire show and also to really promote the event that you're having coming up, because if people are not doing events, if you're a business owner uh, trying to connect uh, people, you need to be out there and bringing people together through events. And virtual is not going away. It is going to stick around, whether you're going to have a mixed and a hybrid of in-person and virtual events, or you're going to stay virtual, but it's convenient, it's powerful. However, if you don't have the knowledge on how to use technology, if you don't have the knowledge on how to show up virtually, you need to attend this event. And if you think that you've leveled it up, because I thought I was a master at virtual, I've been doing virtual events, As well as in person for over 10 years. So I had a virtual platform way before we were forced forced to do it in COVID. And I thought I was nailing it. I thought I had it leveled up at a pretty high level. However, when I connected with John, which was an introduction uh, from someone that went through my coaching program, I realized I was not leveling up. At all, and was shocked to see the opportunities I was missing. Um, and you know, John was my uh, the person that I hired for my first virtual event for Liberty High School, where I uh, shared my tragedy to triumph keynote. It was my first time that I did it virtual, and if not for John, and I say you can save a life virtually uh, because that's what actually I was able to do in this event. And it's gonna bring me to tears, John, because you mean so much to me and I'm just happy to have you. So before we get into our conversation with John, a little bit about John. Meet the author of Engaging Virtual Meetings. He has been doing virtual meetings for over 35 years much longer than me. John can juggle 16 screens of information at a time. Uh, He also produced an international training conference for 1,200 attendees that was 100% live. John also produced a six language virtual meetings. He is recognized as a thought leader of virtual meeting events. John is the Wiley of Sun's author of Engaging virtual meetings, and 50 digital team-building games, top-selling business books, and I will say I've just implemented a very small amount of what John has, Uh, and so let's go ahead and, and welcome our own personal coach for virtual events, John Chen.
2: Hey I'm gonna say this if anybody's listening to this on the radio go check out our Facebook and just watch what he does during our entire show on the zoom because he is a master and it's like wizardry what's happening uh, that you can't see so check it out. So John let's and on that next- on
1: that note too Keelan we're going to be leveling up our website so you'll be able to see our video on our website and to see the video on YouTube. So yeah, you definitely want to watch the video because John's gonna do some cool stuff here
2: definitely doing some cool stuff so i know everybody's feeling it john the the old zoom fatigue so how do we win in this uh zoom fatigue that we're feeling
3: you know keelan thank you so much for that number one is the zoom fatigue is real like even myself right i've 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 passed out after some virtual meeting that i had in the past 18 months so you you gotta really watch what's going on but i've got a chance to watch all this research so let me just check this out hold on keelan and tina What's the longest, uh, the most number of hours you've been on on video in a single day? Uh, let's see, Keelan first.
2: Oh, oh you're on mute, Keelan.
1: There we go. That's, that was my <laughs> one time for the show.
2: You did that on purpose. I did that on purpose. Probably like six hours, like just literally back to back, like one hour meetings, hour and a half. And back, that's, back, back. I was done for, like exhausted. Yeah, team. And I, was, a- I would
1: say on Wednesdays, I have a uh, mortgage minutes I do for a uh, top real estate company in the market. So put me on for an hour and then I run into my a uh, complimentary eight week course in, coaching course for an hour and a half. And then I go into my uh, my extended year program for another 30 minutes. So there's two hours. So there's three <laughs> hours. And then I'll take uh, two virtual uh, meetings well, on Wednesday, I only do one so that'll bring it to four hours and then I'll take five client consultations. Uh, so that would bring it to 10 hours. There you go. I didn't know you were <laughs> going to ask that. Question. Otherwise I could have given my short answer.
3: Keelan, you know what I love about Tina is, like, I always feel like an underachiever after I talk to her.
1: <laughs> <Yes>. Oh, whatever. <laughs>
3: uh, so, but my, my number is 16. Like, I've actually been on, on a virtual meeting for 16 hours straight. And here's the key. I was not fatigued at the end, right? Yes. Do you want to know what the key is? Yes. One of the real keys is here is that you got to design, you got to plan and design. I know that I've watched you and your show, right, with Benny uh, and uh, Victoria. Like you do a lot of planning, right, for this one-hour show. People have no idea how much work goes into like a one hour show. Uh, And so, yeah, it's really the key is to plan and design your virtual meetings, all right, so that there's these engaging parts that, that you have inside of here. You know, in our 16 hour meeting, we just changed everything we did every hour. And so people, that's why it's simple like watching TV, you know, you watch an hour show and then like you stop, you get a commercial and all of a sudden another hour shows up. That's one of the ways that we've done these 16 hours. And I think that's really key is that to beat Zoom fatigue, you gotta design your meetings so they're not boring. That's just really one of the key points.
1: Yeah, um, I brought in the Jeopardy game, the wheel of names, the, the block things that I just learned from you last time, and you know, um, coming off a screen, uh, coming on full screen versus slide deck. I mean, just like tons and tons of things. That's just a list uh, less than 1%. All right, John, so what's the most underused high impact tip that you can share today?
3: Oh, let's see. So I think it's this one. Let me see if I can do this. Again, this is royalty free. Here we go. All right, it's funky, right? Look at, look at Tina. Tina's already grooving out. You know, the most underused high-impact tip is to play music, right? And if you if you play the music that we recognize, you know, that people you, you saw that three It only takes three seconds to change every single person's mood by playing music why, why does like, you know, the high-end casinos play music? Why does your favorite store play music in the background it, because it changes your mood and people forget that like have you ever oh my gosh uh, Tina have you ever logged into a meeting and like all the screens are black and nobody's saying anything?
1: Horrifying
3: yeah, it's horrifying, right? You're like, and then we're like you don't even know if you're in the right Not meeting. Not one we're of
1: actually... my meetings, of course, but nope.
3: <laughs> Heaven forbid. No, yeah. <laughs> because because we actually uh Keelan, we made a new name for it. Uh do you know what the name is? No. No, no, no. The new name is Zawkward. Oh, awkward. yeah, awkward, right? So it's you remember like yeah. when you used to go to a face-to-face meeting and you go in there and you're like, I don't know if I'm in the right meeting. You're like, you're underdressed, <laughs> right? So so this is the virtual equivalent. And by playing music, right, the first 10 seconds of a meeting kind of sets out this is going to be. And so if you come in, you're playing music, your camera's on, and you just say, hey, what's up, Kaelin? You know, that's all, that's all you, had. and you're like, you oh, changes your whole mode going, okay, I think it's cool. I'm in the right place.
2: So, yeah. No. Yeah, you don't want to be awkward. That's not fun. I like uh, that it's awkward. I need I a like t-shirt, right? I need a t-shirt. <laughs> yeah, that should be like uh, trademarked. Um, so how can I improve? And I know everybody's wondering, what could you tell us about improving your presentations immensely? So one of these is
3: uh, using a feature that actually is built into every piece of PowerPoint, uh, but almost nobody is using. Uh, And so this is the feature that actually, Tina, do you wanna talk a little bit about how we used it with you and then I'll give a quick demo.
1: Absolutely. So this is where John uh, and I really am going to get tearful um, uh, here if you're watching live because I I had an opportunity to speak in front of Liberty High School, 1,500 students. They had a attempted suicide and a suicide and all kinds of uh, dynamics that were going on and and it was my first virtual and I thought, how am I going to do this virtually? How am I going to take stage virtually and be able to make an impact with these students' lives? And literally uh, the day before my virtual event. I was introduced to John just randomly. Well, not randomly, the universe brought him to me because uh, I was doing my keynote the next day. And uh, when I, I immediately scheduled a meeting with John just because it was a high re- recommendation. I had the time available on my calendar. John had it on his and he showed me some stuff. And I was like, oh my gosh, I've got this big keynote coming up tomorrow. Really important because it's the first time I was able, able to ever speak with uh, kids. My keynote has always been for adults, parents that are caring for children with issues or whatever the case may be. And my story of tragedy is during my childhood. So and during my teen years, and so it was a perfect opportunity for me to speak to my passion target audience. And what John did is he he leveled me up to be able to literally stay, take stage virtually. I was on my slide deck and it was so powerful. And, and I say save lives because I there was connections that were made afterwards that um, I had so many reach outs, more reach outs than I did that I had been in person because when you're in person, those reach outs happen at the moment because they're at the event. Virtually, they have your information. They're connecting with you afterwards because it was a virtual event, I think. So um, yeah. I'm just so appreciative to you, John, for helping me level up. And I don't have my little signs here. Um, (laughs) And I'm appreciative to you for our community and what you're able to do for people that are willing to connect with you and invest some time to see what you can do for them and their message that they're trying to share with the world.
3: Thank you so much for that, Tina. Now, Keelan, have you ever seen this? Have you ever seen somebody use PowerPoint as a virtual background? No, couldn't say I have. That's what we're saying. So you said, how can we improve in a presentation immensely? Everybody has this feature right now. If you're using Zoom, even the free f- account has it. But like what I've seen is like 99% of the people aren't using it. So if you could figure out this technique, right, you can be in the top 1% of all the people on Zoom. So here, let me give you a little demonstration, all right? So uh, this is a little story that I like to, to tell of myself. All right, so now I'm on my slide. And now you can actually start to back up and actually be in your slide. So for those who can't see that, I'm actually here in my office. My name is John Chen, right? I used to do team building. I used to do a lot of drone shots. But you know what happened in March of 2020? Coronavirus right again kind of kind of was a problem for my business So I had 15 programs that are canceled and for which are those who are on radio who are not seeing I have the ability Like every time here every seven seconds. I'm changing the slide I can put myself in a different location. I can put myself in a different place now. Let me see Keelan Did you know do you know what this is? I have no
2: idea
3: what that is. It's called Prodigy. If you're on Prodigy, if you're like on chat, just chat Prodigy. This was a, um, I was online 35 years ago. This was the first graphical online community called Prodigy. It doesn't exist anymore, but I was there, and that's all I'm saying. So I took this knowledge, and in 2011, I already wrote a book called 50 Digital Team Building Games, and uh, so I've been practicing all these things online. So in March of 2020, I put a class on called Virtual Team Building, and five thousand people took it last year and we really helped people people yeah. like Tina people like you and they were all around the world going I don't know what to do remember remember in March 2020 how much confusion there was nobody knew what to do and anything and so we gave this class and my publisher noticed this and he says hey you want to write your second book and I'm like sure that's a great idea so I wrote it literally in two months in one third of the time of my wow. first book uh, what I did is I it released October 2020. It hit the number one Amazon hot new release. And now, Keelan, let me just tell you, I spend all my time um, designing, producing, as well as speaking and emceeing at virtual meetings. So that's an example of, of using your background. I communicated a lot of information in about three and a half minutes there. and it's more impactful because of the ability to change your background. This is much harder to do in the real world. It's actually way easier to do
1: it here in the virtual, virtual world. Absolutely. Yeah. So on that note, uh, John, I'm gonna take us to break. Do not uh, tune tune out because you'll wanna stay here for the entire show. Coming up next in the Money Hour, our continued conversation with John Chan of Engaging Virtual Meetings Beat Zoom Fatigue, right here at on 1150 AM KKNW.
5: Going our own way every day. Alternative Talk 1150. You're listening to The Money Hour with your host, Tina Mitchell,
0: and co-host Keelan Harvey on Alternative Talk AM 1150. Now back to the show with local mortgage experts, Tina Mitchell and Keelan Harvey.
1: You are listening to The Money Hour at 1150 a.m. KKNW, the Saturday, September 4th show. You can also listen to our podcast, Facebook premiere show, or our show on our YouTube channel. In addition, for more information on upcoming events, you can go to tinamitchellevents.com. I am your host, Tina Mitchell.
2: I'm your co-host, Keelan Harvey.
1: We are here to help you build a strong financial blueprint one week and one show at a time. If you are listening to our show at a different time or day, you are listening to a rebroadcast. We are here to answer any questions or connect you with the guests that we have on the show today. Please call the show at one 855 400 1150 Again, that's one 855 400 1150 or online at themoneyhour.com. And our continued conversation with John Chen of Engaging Virtual Meetings, today's show topic is best zoom fatigue now john will also be hosting the next level virtual meeting conference on october 19th through the 23rd it is a must attend if you host any virtual meetings i'm honored to be one of the keynote speakers sharing my story of tragedy to triumph and taking john's virtual stage
2: well, John, first of all, that was awesome, by the way. Again, if you can't see this, what he did there with the slideshow was, I mean, this is gold, and he's given us all this great information for free today, Tina, so this is pretty awesome. Um, well, we, we
1: are the host of the money hour, right?
2: That's true, but I just love <laughs> the fact that he's uh, hes given away a lot of these tidbits, but I'm sure it's just the tip of the iceberg with John. So, uh, John, what are the top tips that you give your Zoom speakers? I know a lot of people come to you and ask, "What do you, what are the top tips you usually give away?
3: Well I can't wait to take the opportunity on the money hour and just say this
2: show me the money, show me the money. <laughs> waiting
3: all day to say that um no I I coach uh, I've now coached uh, thousands of speakers over the past year so part of my job as being a producer like uh, your producer uh, shout out to Benny right now uh, is to do this is to check things like AV camera and so here are the simple things now they sound simple but go and watch your zooms over the next week and see how many people are still quote- unquote, Doing it wrong, which is this camera angle, right? Camera angle. So go ahead and everyone point, go ahead and point to your camera, Keelan and Tina, right? Your arms should be level, right? Uh-oh. If you're going up, right, or if it's going down, that means the camera's looking up your nose or it's looking down. And so, it either, and the worst part is that for the people that are meeting with you, it means you get the impression that either you're looking down at them, like you're the king or something, you know, and it's really off-putting, or that you're very small and you're very tiny. And so, uh, things like that, camera angle, right? The next one, uh, oh, and and in terms of camera angle, this is what I love too, because Tina gets a bonus for this one. Okay, go ahead and give me four fingers, a little bit like being a scout. Four fingers. This is this came from my good friend Elizabeth Steele in uh, Hawaii. Right now, put the four fingers on your head. There you go. So now if you can still see all your fingers, right, you want the camera angle to be about where are here. Like if you can't see any fingers right here, it's too far. And if you have this big gap over your head, which a lot of people, right, you've got massive head space. You're just wasting camera space, right, and not allowing people to see some of your body language for that. So the four-finger rule is actually a great one for the camera. So set your camera up, make it at eye level, and then angle it so that you have four fingers over the top of the head. You'll solve a lot of your problems.
1: Yeah, and, John, can I say something on that note? Because it was at a networking event uh, in person where I've been connected with this uh, gentleman through my platform all through COVID. He's invested in, you know, he's in all of my different events. And when he first saw me in person, his mouth dropped and he said, I didn't realize that you were so so short. He thought I was really tall. And I think it's because of how I positioned in my my Zoom presence here, right up at the camera and no space up there. So it works because I'm not that short. I'm four, I'm five, I'm four, I'm five, four. So I'm not that short, but however, he thought I was just really tall.
3: (laughs) You know, these things matter to us, too. So Tina, you can both you, uh, Keelan and Tina, you were in business and that first five seconds when we meet each other can really uh, dictate how that relationship is going to go. And so you'd rather have him say you're too big, of course, than Tina, than
1: you're too small.
3: Right. Which is not (laughs)
1: exactly uh, so, John, what are the easiest upgrades to your setup?
3: Uh, I think there are two super easy upgrades to your setup. The first one is your mic, right? And so have you ever had anybody online and it sounds like, you, yeah, there you go. Keelan's got his mic. And it sounds like, yeah, I know Tina too also has a Yeti. You know, that somebody comes on and they sound like they're in their freaking bathroom. Yeah. Right? There's Even though you're like Keelan, you got some big lugs, but by the time you come back out on Zoom, you're like very quiet and there's a bunch of echo. Oh, wait, I think I can do this. Watch this. Uh, Keelan, hey. Hey. I, I got, this I got is what, what my my, my, my Zoom sounds like. Yeah, no, it's not, it's not, it's not <laughs> bad. Um, so I think a pro mic, right? Today I'm using a wireless. So that's what this, I got a lavalier mic. And so, you know, the closer you get to the mic, the better part too is you can have a pro mic and if you're not using it correctly, you still sound terrible. But I think a mic is the number one thing. And then, then the second part is just. And on like, that,
1: really quickly, John, you know, with a mic, because uh, Benny over at Hubbard had to tell me I needed to get whatever this is because you could hear my p- 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 stuff going on. That would on.
4: be a pop filter.
1: Yeah, right, pop, there you go. It was my pop
3: filter. <laughs> so. It's a pop filter or a windscreen and the, the you know the funny part about it is that in the olden days My dad was actually a recording engineer too while being a doctor and we used to make them out of pantyhose and a cross stitch Right, and so that's all they are But it does prevent it because what it does is stops those noise of those hard sounds and disperses it before it hits the mic So those things all matter because like this your audio matters so much here on virtual. Like, if you don't sound good, even if yeah. you've got the right things to say, nobody wants to listen to you. Yeah. Right. And then the last part here is lighting, right? Just just get proper lighting. Uh, you have two li- lights, to- top left and top right. Have them come out, light you evenly. And if you, you know, uh, if you're using natural light, that's great. Just be careful about how it changes through the day. Because we've seen some people look great at like 9 a.m., 10 a.m. By the time they hit 5 o'clock shadow, it really is. It's a 5 o'clock shadow, and it's like it's completely dark in their room. And that's the other part. Um, You know, even worse is when someone points into a window, you become extraordinarily dark, and I can't see any features on your face. So
2: I think those are the easiest upgrades you can make. That's awesome. Um, How can – and we do this all the time. I did it today, actually, the mute thing, you know, and we're on mute. So (laughs) how can you fix – you're on mute. How can you fix your unmute? <laughs> well, number one is we actually
3: have these signs. It's probably the most used sign that I have is that you're on mute. <laughs> yeah. And now, you know, one of the best parts is I tell people there is a feature now in Zoom where somebody, your guest, can give you permission to unmute you. And let me tell you, I have actually something very touching. So uh, a very unfortunately, one of my very good industry friends, she was 42 and she passed away from breast cancer right? Mm-hmm. You know, get your exams and, and let's beat cancer, right? And so I, I was selected. She chose me to run her virtual memorial. And um, one of the, the, the pieces here is that um, we got a chance. Oh, uh, sorry, Keeling, <laughs> ask me, ask your question again. I, I have my topic right here.
2: No, this is heavy stuff here. I don't, I don't blame you at all. We, we started on the mute, on the you're on mute. Oh, like yes. Okay. Okay. I got it. I got it yeah, yeah. Yeah.
3: So, so I turned on for all my meetings this option here to, to, turn, to allow me to unmute you. So whoever's the host of the meeting, like Tina right now is the host of the meeting, could choose to unmute me, right, if I forgot. And so it gives me a button. And so uh, during this part, right, two of the speakers were just emotionally overwhelmed with what was going on. And so when it cut to them, they know they're supposed to start speaking. They start speaking, and they're on mute. And so who wants in the middle of a a touching memorial to lean into their mic and going, Uh, you're on mute, right? It's just, that's not what you want. So in this case, I never had to say anything. We missed like maybe two or three words. I pushed the button, their mic turned on, they started talking and the audience who was just about to start chatting me going, you're on mute, right? They're just like everybody nobody said anything i caught it fast enough and so it's a feature inside of zoom that says allow um the host permission to unmute you and and as soon as yes. they give you the permission yes you can avoid this problem for the rest of the, the eternity and yeah. so that's what, one of the things most people don't know but i'm telling everybody because i would love to get rid of your unmute
1: so john you shared us some easy upgrades uh what are the most recommended paid upgrades
3: Uh, The first one actually if you have an iPhone around so this is the best part This is a camera and I've been looking at a bunch of different cameras But it turned out I had an iPhone 7 sitting around that was like um, It's a like it's it's a burner phone. It's it's only used for video, right? And I finally figured it out for like less than 20 bucks. I can actually turn this iPhone into my camera Now why is that important? It's six times better than my webcam and so when my video quality is looking good, it's because I'm using an iPhone uh, as a phone. So I think that's uh, one of them. The second one is um, uh, a speaker. So again, actually, when I'm looking at Keelan and Tina, neither one of them have headphones, right? And yeah. so I think it's important to have external speakers because when you put headphones on, right, you, unfortunately, at some point, you start looking like an alien. And I actually can't wear them more than two hours a day because they start to hurt my ears. I must have, I'm, I'm sensitive, right? I'm sensitive, Dina. So, uh, I'm sensitive. so get get an external speaker, right? And hook it up to your computer and, and the Zoom and most of the software now can avoid the, the echo. Um, the last two that I have is a mixing board. So if you wanna play music, but again, uh, you can share computer sound so you can put music into your system doing nothing. But I found that to make these um, smooth controls, Benny will appreciate this, a smooth fade in and fade out and have a lot more control is that I use a mixing board. Yeah,
1: John, I, I need, cause you've already came over to my house and done some stuff, I, I need a mixing board. Yes. Yeah. Oh, and
3: then the last one is this. So, and actually we're gonna get Tina one. So wait for yeah. the next money hour when Tina gets one of these. This is called a stream deck. And a stream deck is basically 32 buttons where I can program some stuff. So things that I can do now is I push a button I'm in my office. I push a button. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm in a television studio. I push a button. I'm in I'm in the ocean office. So that's what's nice is that it automates like this really complicated stuff into a single button. Uh, it can do things like play a clip of music. Like I have um, celebration right uh, on a button. Celebration
2: so yeah. no So when
3: somebody does something good, I play celebrate. And you can also put a chat. So I push a button and I can send somebody to the link to all of my programs. Um, while I'm on chat in a Zoom meeting. So those that's, what I think, some of my best upgrades.
2: That's awesome, because it makes it easy, too. You got to just push the button where you're trying to. Sometimes, you know, and Tina is magical at this. You don't realize. I've done the show on my own. I did it the other week. And it is so much going on at the same time. I don't have 16 screens like you, John, but it does take practice and it's hard just to manage like one and like the things that are happening. We have a timeline and if it gets screwed up, it screws up everything. So it's like, (laughs) you know, there's a lot to manage and any way you can make it easier is priceless. Uh, Down to one minute, John, but we're lucky because we have you for the whole show before our break. Um, What is the easiest fixes for a bad virtual meeting? Wow, uh, I want to
3: do a side point, Keelan, to go back to the buttons. You know, in some of my high-end production uh, meetings, um, my hands start shaking, right? Just because there's so much adrenaline. Like, you, if you're missing the adrenaline live events, just produce a, a virtual event. And these buttons save me because I can, even if my hand is shaking, I can push a button. Mm-hmm. Um, the most mm-hmm. easy fix is is, is this. Uh, the start middle and end right in the start just what i said log in early log in a few minutes early so you can get ready and make sure you're not scrambling if your mic is broken you can fix it before anyone um, shows up and then then you're there you can um, chat to people waiting in the waiting room play music and things like that in the middle have a plan and look to get our stuff done during the meeting because nothing's worse right nobody ever complained about a virtual meeting that got cut short so plan about it, and execute your middle of your meeting. In the end, do these last piece. Just recap saying, okay, Keelan's going to do this, Tina's going to do that, right? Delegate and, and follow up. And, and we do something called end on a high note. So we look for different ways in the program to end on a high note, like such as debrief, like describe this meeting in one word. They don't have to take long, like a minute or two, but we've seen that if you end your meeting on a high note, people are more likely to show back up to your next meeting ready and ready to go.
1: All right. So on that note, coming up next to the Money Hour, we're gonna have a continued conversation with John Chen of Engaging Virtual Meetings, Beat Zoom Fatigue, and Level Up Your Zoom Events right here on 1150 AM KKNW.
4: So do you want to beat Zoom fatigue? Do you want to take your virtual meetings to the very next level? Do you want to learn how John Chen did some of these amazing Zoom techniques? Well, then all you have to do is click on engagingvirtualmeetings.com forward slash conference to register for the Engaging Virtual Meetings Conference 2.0. Coming up in October, you will experience the next level of virtual meetings featuring nine of the top virtual speakers in the world. Come learn the latest in how to take your virtual meetings to the very next level. Again, the website is engagingvirtualmeetings.com forward slash conference for Engaging Virtual Meetings Conference 2.0.
5: Alternative Talk 1150. It's good for what ails you. This statement has not been evaluated by the FDA.
0: You're listening to The Money Hour with your host, Tina Mitchell, and co-host Keelan Harvey on Alternative Talk AM 1150. Now back to the show with local mortgage experts, Tina Mitchell and Keelan Harvey
1: you are listening to the money Hour on 1150 am kknw the saturday september 4th show you can also listen to our podcast facebook premiere show or our show on our youtube channel in addition for more information on upcoming events please go to tinamitchellevents.com i am your host tina mitchell
2: and i'm your co-host keelan harvey
1: We bring into studio each week the best of the best experts in our local market on everything regarding your money. We are here to help you in today's economy. Uh, now, continued conversation with John Chen of Engaging Virtual Meetings. Today's show topic is Beat Zoom Fatigue, right here in 1150 AM KKNW. John will also be hosting the Next Level of Virtual Meeting Conference on October 19th through the 23rd. It is a must-attend if you host any virtual events. I'm honored to be one of his keynote speakers, sharing my story of tragedy to triumph and taking his virtual stage. So, uh, John, we were so excited to give you the entire show. It's still not going to be enough time to give even just a small piece of what you have uh, but what can you do to fix the crickets that you get when someone asks a question in a virtual meeting
3: right Tina have you I mean Tina you're extraordinarily skilled you plan but still haven't you had a time when you asked a question and you just don't get anything back from the virtual audience
1: yes I have
3: I d- and it's, I've I've had it too, and even after that. But what I can What's tell okay, you is, in the,
1: could you play crickets, and then maybe somebody will jump in?
3: Oh, well, I do play the jeopardy music, right? So, yeah. duh, <laughs> duh, 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 duh. and then I start doing my other jokes. My other jokes are going, Keelan. This could be the longest virtual meeting that we've ever been on. <laughs> somebody says yeah. and after that you know the extroverts like I got it I'll say something I don't care what it is. Um,
1: what so, I do is I offer to uh, they get their name on the wheel of names and they get a complimentary strategy yeah. session with me so people are jumping in
3: so, <laughs> so and, that, and those it. are a, a lot of the different ways so what I discovered over the last 18 months of our said pandemic time is is there's three things that it's called um, the invitation and the invitation is I'm coaching people now how you ask your question now dictates the odds that somebody will answer and so there's three important aspects to this number one is make a question that's open-ended right so that people can answer it it's not just like you know the uh closed-ended or or a leading question right uh keelan do you like seattle right he just says yeah sure right and um, but as opposed to that you know questions where we, we, you want to you really want the answers so th- so that's the first part the second part is now on virtual we don't know how we want to participate so so in a In a physical class either we start talking or you tell me raise my hand or whatever it is you establish in the beginning of the class so that's what we're saying in virtual give one or two ways um, different ways for people to participate so what i like to say is either raise your physical hand or raise your virtual hand so that you know sometimes we have some some people off camera but they're still being paying attention and so if you you know raise hands uh, go to reaction raise hands then we can see that and we can help them participate so we tell them how to do that right and then the third thing which is really hard for most people is, shut up. Yeah. <laughs> Don't say anything, right? So if I, here, I'll give you a quick, a quick example. Uh, let me see Keelan. Oh, okay, great, Kim. So Keelan, what do you think about the financial conditions for housing right now? Oh, no answers? Okay, great, I'm gonna go to my next topic. <laughs> and you see what I did there, Keelan, right? Like Keelan is now, he's knowledgeable the subject. He was thinking about an answer, I hope. Right, Keelan? Yeah. Yes, definitely. Okay. And then the problem is, is that I teach Keelan to be lazy, which is that Keelan goes through and he goes, oh, wait a minute. He doesn't really need the answer. So the next time he asks, I'm just not going to think about it. Right. And so and then because because I didn't really ask as opposed to this. Now, Keelan, what do you think about the environment for housing now?
2: Go buy a house. It's great. Interest
3: rates are low. <laughs>
1: yeah.
3: and, and hopefully here in Shoreline, buy one near the, the light rail. Holy cow, because they rezone the whole place and now the, the prices are skyrocketing. Exactly. Um, but, and so that's the key there is that you wait, right? So if you combine those three things, right, the, make an enticing question, right? Um, Tell people, either raise your hand or, or, I love the easy one, just unmute your mic and start talking, right? Make it really easy for them because this feels so kindergarten, raise your hand, okay, fine, I don't want to do that. So then the third third thing is just be quiet and tell people, I really want the answer and I'm not going to continue with this class until I get at least one answer. And somebody eventually will start talking. So I think that's the easiest way to prevent crickets. And after the first question gets answered, you'll see it gets easier and easier every question after that.
1: Yeah. Great That's advice. Awesome. And I, I got to think about the kindergartner because in my my coach, of course, I always tell him, raise your physical hand, but um, because I want to see that. And I always raise mine in hopes like in person, what you do, people will follow. Yes. So ra- raise your hand. So I got to think about the kindergarten thing because
3: <laughs> it's not that I like it works here. Right. I, but I, and, and I've I've been using this other one. So especially as the more senior my groups are, like, like I do one with a board. These are all CEOs of other companies. The last thing they want to do is raise their hands. Right? They're adult enough. I'm just like, just unmute and talk. All right, and they'll figure it out.
2: So, that's awesome. You're, I mean, you're back to what you were talking about. You're managing them. You're training them how to respond, and you know, and so you get the same results every time. And that's what it takes when you're a pro like John. That's awesome. What about? I mean, I'm pretty pretty sure everybody who's listening to this is trying to figure out how can I step my game up quickly. Uh, What's your advice on that, John? Okay, here's some
3: easy ones. These cost nothing. They're already built in, right? And, and they're easy. Almost everyone could, should be able to do these. So one is right now is it's, it's just uh, when you're in your next virtual meeting, or you can set your name, change your name in Zoom. And my suggestion is your name, your company, and city and state. And so what happens is it becomes the name tag that we don't have anymore, right? And, and it helps you, I, I know for me, it helps me network. In other words, nobody ever has to ask me, where are you calling in from, John? because I have Seattle here on my my piece. Instead they can ask me going, God, I went to v- I went to Seattle last year. I love Pike Place Market. And now we have something to talk about. You know, if my company is called engaging virtual meetings, they're like, what is that, right? So that's another conversation piece. Um, so that's that's and I feel it. bad because
1: Keelan and I al- always have on ours <laughs> yeah. Tina Mitchell your host or your host yeah. Tina Mitchell and co-host Keelan But today neither one of us do did, neither of us did We're it today bad.
3: There we go that's what that's that's how good I am so now you can actually do them yeah. um, The next one is is Zoom actually add a feature to add pronouns so if you're trying to be inclusive of course your pronouns Right him he her these other types of things like that um, You know they're very popular here in the northwest in Seattle um, and I can tell you that I've been I've, I've actually started using these in virtual meetings because somebody taught me. And when I put it into a virtual meeting, I had a gentleman from across the country in the East Coast later private chat. me, he says, I'm so thankful you put your pronouns here. I feel so welcome here. Aww. And I was like, OK, that's cool. I'm going to keep doing that. Um, the next one here is customize your waiting room. Uh, Tina or, K- or Keelan, have you ever customized your Zoom waiting room? Uh, what do you
1: mean by customized zoom waiting room
3: this is like a no-brainer you go into zoom.us you go into your account and if you have a waiting room for your program you can put your logo and you can put up to 400 characters of text so for instance in mine i have a a picture of my book and i said uh thank you so much for coming to this meeting that's engaging um while you're waiting to you know while i'm preparing the room for you here are six tips about how to make this meeting even more engaging for yourself Uh And people have come into my meeting afterwards, even though they had to wait in the waiting room for four minutes, and they're like, oh, that's right, I forgot about these six tips. This is really valuable, I'm gonna go back and use that. So, yeah. you know, that's a great way to to get some value done without you taking any of your time. Hey, Victoria,
1: uh, Victoria uh, make note of that for our events, the Power <laughs> Hour Lunch and Learn, Connection Virtual Meetup, uh, to connect with John, we need to we need to that's, get that for sure.
3: That's such a one-time, Tina. Too, you do yes. it once, and yes. it's gonna it's gonna benefit you for another year.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So, John, let's talk about one of your pet peeves because I'm sure you have quite a few of them.
3: Oh, here, how about this one? Oh yeah. Ooh. All right. <laughs> Which is when it's not my meeting. Mm-hmm. And the host doesn't mute noisy people.
1: Yeah.
3: Right? That's got to be number one. Someone is, it's too, man, we're 18 months into the pandemic. Somebody's got to take control of the meeting. You know, and this audio channel is so important. Why can't, you know, why even ask? Hey, if you're not talking, could you mute your mic, right? It's just like, have somebody in charge of that. And it's for the benefit of everybody else, right? It's just, is to not have that. And we all forget, right? That's, uh, you know, Keelan. I'll give you this back. i hopefully you'll enjoy this. So you're about being caught on mute, which is, it's not your fault. Thanks, right? Thanks, John, appreciate it's that. It's not your fault. <laughs> it's not your fault. This technology is not, des- it's designed in such a way that we still don't get it. Even myself, I've been online 35 years, I still do it. There's still, we're missing cues as opposed to when we're in the real world, right? When for the most part we can get it to work, is that uh, we still make mistakes and so, um yeah anyways it's it's not your fault and and,
1: and, you know video too i mean it's think in person if you go to an event and somebody is the speaker is there if you leave the room that is what you're doing when you're not on video you just left the room so um and then if you're the speaker or you're sharing a doing a commercial or something and you're not on video it's like you just took the stage with a bag over your head so (laughs) be on video
3: (laughs) I got to give this last one though, because this one really is one of my biggest pet peeves. When you host a virtual meeting when you should have sent a video, Right, so if you were presenting, right, if you just wanted to present some information and we're not having a dialogue about it, then send me a video. But don't have a sixty-minute meeting where you expect, where I think I'm expected to contribute to it something, but you go off and diatribe and and just present stuff for sixty minutes. Why don't you just make a video and send it to me so I can do it on my own time and then schedule a much shorter meeting. And let us h- discuss what the results are if you even want to hear about that. <laughs> so I think that's th- those are some of
2: my biggest pet peeves of the year. That's smart. That's a super. And it, I mean, the respect of your showing of other people's time, you know, is the is the nail on the head there. Down to one minute. Um, I wanted to know. You talk about games. I know you do a lot of things in your meetings to keep people engaged. How does that help beat that Zoom fatigue?
3: You know, games are is another way to be um, uh, engaging, right? and sometimes they can be fun and sometimes they can be meaningful. You know, things that you can do with nothing on here, right? So um, we've actually played charades and Pictionary using the whiteboard, all right, as, as a way here on Zoom that's very uh-huh. easy. But let me just check. Uh, Keelan or Tina, have you heard of reverse charades?
2: No. Uh-huh. No,
3: now, it's, it was taught to me at a games conference, and it's hilarious now on, on Zoom, which is this, which is um, instead of Keelan, being the actor and we're all guessing, we go in reverse. Keelan sits there and he watches all the other video windows and everybody else in the video tries to do things to try and get him to say the one to three words. And it is alert. it's it's super energizing, right? Because and everybody's engaged because you're moving around inside your windows. So that's where I think games can really be an and uh, be a, an asset. And when we did that, we actually took things like we could get, uh, get words from the audience. Like here, you're, you're on the Money Hour, so we could use things like interest rate, right, or or foreclosure. Those are words we could use inside the game that are related to the content inside of there. And now we've not just made it fun, but we have made it meaningful. Yes, we're gonna get Keelan again.
1: I was just doing I was just uh leaving everything there quiet. Keelan deliberately goes on mute and yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah I, 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 I was, hit
2: I hit a button and I, I couldn't reproduce this. That my whole screen was zoomed. Like the whole entire I do wanna
1: get some cricket, um some some cricket music, so uh, when we have a little bit of, uh, of mute, we'll do crickets. Well, John, uh, it's always um, amazing to have you in studio and all of the wealth of information. I'm gonna keep you online with us after we wrap up the show because you've inspired a couple things that I need to chat with you about uh, to continue leveling up my space and just really appreciate what you're doing for our community and helping people avoid zoom fatigue.
3: Thank you so much, Tina. I look Peter. forward to meeting you
1: again. <laughs> You're welcome. And this is your host, Tina Mitchell.
2: And your co-host, Keenan Harvey.
1: We are your local mortgage experts. Sorry to say we have to sign up for the day. Enjoy the rest of your Saturday. We look forward to talking more money with you next weekend, right here on 1150 AM KKNW.
0: Tina Mitchell, MLO 145420, and Keelan Harvey, MLO 1330075, are licensed loan originators with Highlands Residential Mortgage Limited, NMLS 134871. The views expressed by the speakers on the preceding program are those of the speakers and do not necessarily reflect the views of Highlands Residential Mortgage Limited, nor are they necessarily endorsed by Highlands Residential Mortgage Limited.